I used to think like Pakistan and India were like less developed than America. I feel like I was grown up in that. Maybe because of the, the news that the Western media has fed me. They're mm-hmm. like, these sure. people are backwards. You know, yeah. America is the police of the world. And I was like, no, that's not true. Now I follow architects that work in India and I see the architecture they do. It's more modern than some stuff in America. Yeah. yeah. There's the whole partition, the controversy. Kashmir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you come here and like, look at us, we're a Hindu and two Muslims in the same room doing a podcast right. episode and, together. And we're friends. Roll yeah, friends. we're it's friends. Like, we're mm-hmm. not enemies. <laughs> you know? Um and that's cool to me. That's cool to me to say, like, man, I got brown friends, but we all come from a different background. Good morning, and welcome to Sorry I'm in Studio, a podcast delivered to you at the most productive hours of studio, 1 a.m. Sunday night. Hey, what's up, you guys? Oh, yeah, it's recording. Well, duh. <laughs> and it's different because we're looking at each other. I know. And there's so many people this is here. so intimate. And there's audience, too. Oh, oh my, my God. And okay. because you can't say anything. They're here for the moral support, and I love it. Yeah. Thanks, white people. Thanks, white people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> These no. <are> white <laughs> allies. We started <laughs> off strong. But, yeah, I like that. White allies. She's dying over here. <laughs> My name is Imran Med, and I'm here with two homies. Sarah Rupani, Pooja Desai. And today we're recording a part two of our Asian American identities and experiences. We were born here, and so I think we have a pretty different experience to talk about what it's like growing up as, you know, a brown kid, a desi kid. And then there's mm-hmm. different terms, you know. Some of them may be a little rough to talk about, but I think it's good to to mention them because it's real, right? Like, you know, these are my brown friends. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, that, right? <laughs> uh, these are my brown friends. It's, yeah. it's true. It's true. And we want to talk about, is that okay? Is it okay with them that I say, hey, these are my brown friends or that's my Indian friend. That's my Pocky friend. Um, yeah. Sometimes people say Pocky's a slur personally as a really? person who's from, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. like calling people yeah. Pakistan is a slur, yeah. you know, and I personally don't believe it is. It's showing that I'm from Pakistan. Mm-hmm. You know, Pakistan's in the bad, so <laughs> listening from there. But I wanted to ask, like, so you keep saying brown. Do you see that? I guess you see it as, like, a positive or a negative, but, like, I just wanted to know, like, the definition of brown. That's a good thing because this is what we called episode two of the Asian American episode. Mm-hmm. And so our friends Jolene and Sarah, I would not call them brown, you know. Yeah, exactly. That make sense. But yeah. they're still Asian American. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me personally... And this might be different for y'all, but brown would be, you know, I guess of Pakistani or Indian origin. Pretty much those two countries mm-hmm. and Bangladesh, too, is mm-hmm. what I would say brown people are. Brown kind of means like South Asian. There we go. That's, yeah. yeah South, that's, we're South that's Asian a better way American. to put it. South Asian is really So nice. if you wanted to define this episode, maybe you could call it the South Asian American episode. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess for me, the term brown, the first time I heard it was when I was like 11. Mm-hmm. And um, I was visiting my cousins in Canada. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, we're from Brown Town. Like, I guess a lot of brown, <laughs> like, they're from Toronto, which is, which yeah. is literally Brown Town. Yeah. So I was like, what was brown? He's like, like, brown people. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. 
Mm-hmm. And I started using the term a lot to re- like refer to anyone who is Indian or Pakistani or South Asian. Mm-hmm. And then I grew up and then I started hearing people using brown in terms of someone who's like Hispanic or Latino. And I was like, okay, that's kind of confusing because mm-hmm. I thought brown meant South Asian. And so I think it's just interesting. Like brown is lit- it's referring to the color of our skin. Yeah. yeah. But then we attach it to this cultural identity of being brown. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the thing. As a kid, I guess I just never realized that that was a word like that people use to define. And then to like getting older and I had like more brown brown friends. Um, I feel like I started using that term because I feel like it's just easier. Or you say desi, but like not people. A lot of people say desi. Because I feel like desi is a term used by brown people. Yeah, like, yeah. But like, I have heard people who are not brown use the term really? desi, and I was like, "How'd you know about that? Yeah. How did you know? Right. Yeah. I think that always surprises me because mm-hmm. yeah, it is a term that they brown see people, people use. Yeah, yeah because more, yeah. to refer to themselves and within the brown community. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Community. yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's weird because like my mom we'll go to look at grocery store my mom's like oh my gosh look there's they see people and i was like yes and my mom's just like oh my gosh there's so many like brown people around me and i'm just like what i don't understand but i don't know i just find it really interesting she gets so like excited when she no. sees another brown person in the grocery store <laughs> same well, with my parents you feel at home i yeah, feel like yeah. that's nice that i live in america right mm-hmm. and texas to be particular texas yeah. is a very Texasy place. We know what Texas is like. We know, we know, we know. We know. And yeah. and so to see brown people in in Houston especially, Houston is such a big cultural mm-hmm. melting pot. So Sarah's from Sugarland. Yeah. Where it's a pretty big brown population. There's a lot of brown people in Sugarland. And I'd say same thing with Katie. Katie Cyprus. Um, Cyprus less so. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. You're but right. Katie for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then downtown is just where everybody comes together. I think yeah. downtown mm-hmm. is the big the actual melting pot where mm-hmm. you can't say there's one the or hub. the other. We are all brown people, me, Pooja, and Sarah, but mm-hmm. we're from very three different walks of life. Yeah. Cult- walks cult- of life. Cult- <laughs> no, culturally-wise. Yeah. And yeah. Me and Sarah kind of had like a pre-podcast about this, and we'll see how much of that bleeds into this. But Pre-podcast. Pre-podcast. I was not invited to we're this. We're getting our heebie-jeebies well, out. Pooja was being a good student, so <laughs> we'll give her a pass. I was in class. Um, okay, well, I am Gujarati, so I'm from India. Well, okay, I was born here. My parents were born in India, specifically in Gujarat, which is a western state in India, like northwestern kind of. Um, we speak Gujarati. Uh, and then my parents moved here in like the 90s. Or they went to a lot of places, South Africa, Canada, and then eventually they came here. But yeah, <laughs> they left India in the 90s. So my brother was born in South Africa, so he is also... Um, yeah, I know. Mind it's blown. so much cooler than Oklahoma City, which is where I was born. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get lucky on that. So my parents are both from India. They were bo- born in Bombay. Um, my sister was also born there. And then in 1998, they moved here. So my sister was like seven years old. And then they moved to New York first. Um, they didn't like the cold moving from India, going straight <laughs> to New York. Bad idea. No, so they were God. like, oh, let's go to Houston. Similar weather. And so they moved here. And then I was born in Galveston. So, yeah, that's me. My mom is from India. My dad is from Pakistan. And I was born in Houston, Texas. So I have the best of both worlds is what I like to say, because I'm not just Indian or Pakistani. But it's kind of nice to have that mix. And then I'm also Muslim, mostly of the Sunni 
Sunni section. So yeah, Imran and Sarah are Muslim, but I am Hindu. Right, and then I'm Sunni Muslim, mm-hmm. which let me put a preface to this. Hold on, like as a Muslim, if you call yourself Muslim, that's good enough. I don't think you even need to go into this extra split up of Shia Sunni, and it's like it's too much. If you're Muslim, you're Muslim. End of story. And I just want that to be on the recording because that's, <laughs> you know, one love type of thing. For anyone who doesn't get that, there's like there's a big controversy um, between Sunni and Shia. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a Shia. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it sucks that kind of back home, I guess, or in other parts of the world, people really can't get along mm-hmm. and to the point where they lose their life, you know, like dying on that. They, they're not. But they literally worship the same God. So mm-hmm. it sucks that there's not enough like education out there maybe mm-hmm. to get people to say, hey, there's no need to fight just because you believe in the same God a different way. That's got to be so. Yeah yikes that Mm -hmm. you're fighting over that and then i feel like we also three like uh, three of us speak like different languages Mm because you speak gujarati Mm -hmm. you speak urdu i speak hindi correct Mm -hmm. so i could speak hindi if i tried i can speak gujarati if i tried (laughs) my grandma speaks it oh Oh, really yeah and then that's another thing at home do y'all speak the language at home because i don't I, i do i don't anymore i do a little bit but not as much as I would honestly want to, yeah. and I'm pretty sure my parents as much as they want to. But I think my parents, their idea is that hey, we live in America, we really got to focus on speaking English and like mm-hmm. you know, okay. climbing to the top because they know they're like hey, like in the real world, like I mean, it is the real world, but in the professional world, I gotta be really good speaking English, and um, that's gonna be the main language. That makes like. sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to speak Gujarati at home. Um, I don't really know what happened, but I just like stopped when I was like 10. I don't know why. Um, but my parents still speak Gujarati, like to me. I think my dad speaks more English to me than my mom does. Um, but I think they did try cultivating like me and my brother speaking Gujarati. Like they do want that. I don't think they ever prioritize English over Gujarati. But also maybe I wasn't there when they were trying to get accustomed to Western culture and speaking English. Like I, I was born after they were doing like they were already adjusted. So maybe that was a priority before. Another thing about the languages is that me personally, I do not listen to Bollywood music or watch (laughs) Bollywood movies, which (laughs) is very interesting. Very yeah, people are like, dude, you know, have you seen the latest Imran Khan or was it Shah Rukh Khan movie? (laughs) And um, no, I haven't seen that movie. Mm-hmm. And like the one brown movie that I watched and love is The Smart Khan, if anyone knows. Nice. Oh my God. Nice. You really like that movie? I really love that movie. Not That's a big fan. My favorite brown movie is The Smart Khan. There's so many better ones, though. Wow. I know there of are, all of them. I know there's Doom. Come on, right? Like Doom mm, and I don't like, know. stuff like that. Yeah. But I want to know do y'all, you know, on your Spotify playlist, do y'all mm-hmm. listen to brown music? Yeah, I have, a, yeah. You, yeah. I have a playlist. A playlist uh, specific. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like at home, I speak Hindi with my parents. Like, that's all they'll speak. Like, they won't speak English. Like, they do like a little bit maybe, but like mostly we'll speak Hindi. And so I, I would say I'm pretty fluent in it. Like, you know, I talk on the phone to my mom. Amber will just hear me in the back speaking through my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do have like a Bollywood playlist. Like with my sister, I'll speak English or something. It's like slang. It'll be like Hindi and English like mm. mixed together. But we both, like, jam out to hardcore Bollywood music. <laughs> and we, like, have, like, Bollywood, we watch Bollywood movies. And my sister, 
loves Bollywood movies. Like she knows the dialogue from like eh, almost like her favorite movies and stuff. But yeah, I have I have like two playlists. One's like a regular Bollywood one, and then you have like the dance Bollywood <laughs> one where you like where you work yeah. out. It's like the <laughs> hardcore music. But yeah, so big yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I just grew up like my parents. Like I was saying before, like they don't listen to the Beatles. They didn't listen to any like the classic Western American music. So I didn't grow up with any of that. I grew up with like Kabi Kushi Kabi Gum. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up with like uh, like movies like Bollywood movies and mm-hmm. music, and so that. I mean, now that I've grown to American culture, obviously I, I, I have, I do both, you know, I juggle both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more so now American culture, like I'll mm-hmm. watch more American movies and stuff, but I still have that, that Bollywood twist. I think yeah. the reason I'm so, you know, dispatched from all that brown stuff is because my dad was if you look at my dad right now he looks like an a&m grandpa that's how he's been described. <gasps> oh my gosh he is <laughs> very is so interesting. he's very pale he has a big beard but it's gray and you know bald but he accepts that hey my dad's that. bald too yeah <laughs> and it's the brown my dad's curse getting there but exactly not yet. it's the brown curse most brown people they don't get to have their hair very long um, but <laughs> yeah rip but not me I'm, i take care of my hair it's gonna stay there. Let's let's pray for our our man pray and run here. <laughs> that I don't start bald. Pray for his hair. That I never bald. You know the brown curse doesn't get to me. Back to the real talk. My dad. You know he's a he looks like a white guy, but he's you know the one of the most brown people I know. Yeah. He, he's and also very religious. He you so Muslims we have a special pr- prayer on Friday Sunday Muslims and there's like a 20 minute talk you know before then he's usually been the one to give that talk. Oh. at different mosques around the uh, Islamic Society of Greater Houston. And so having such a religious dad like that, it's funny to hear about his past, where he came to America and fell in love with Westerns, Clint Eastwood. He loves the good, the bad, and the ugly, his favorite movie. And he used to listen to Willie Nelson. Like, he loves listening to Willie Nelson. <laughs> I love that. You know, and that's back in the day, you know. And, like, nowadays, you don't really see much of that. But whenever we're on the TV and he sees, you know, some country music, <laughs> he loves it. And he loves, you know, living in Texas. He's a very enjoying Texas type of guy. Like, man, I wish we had a truck. You know, type, <laughs> that'd be so convenient. And I love seeing that side of him, knowing that, hey, you know, we're brown, but we live in America. And we kind of embrace what, what America has uh, changed us to be in a good way, in a good way. Mm-hmm. But... um even my mom, she doesn't wear hijab that much, um, but she does when we go go to like you know the mosque or maybe a a brown restaurant. So, and I was talking to Sarah, who's also Muslim. She also doesn't wear the hijab. No, like in our religion, we're not. Nobody wears it. It's like not required or been a thing. So yeah, it's very different. Yeah, kind of yeah. a cultural difference from if yeah. you look back home into where we are from South Asia. Most mm-hmm. everybody there wears a hijab. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think that's changing. There's a lot of westernization going on. Mm-hmm. You know, in the main cities, Karachi, Hyderabad. I think what's interesting is that, like, over over there, you have Sunni, you have Shia, you have Hindu, you have all that. But here, you come here, like, there's like you know, there's the whole partition, the controversy. Kashmir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you come here and like look at us, we're a Hindu and two Muslims in the same room doing a podcast right. episode and, together. And we're all friends. Roll yeah, friends. we're friends. Like, we're mm-hmm. not enemies. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and that's cool to me. That's cool to me to say like, man, I got brown friends, but we all come from a different background. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that's super cool. So yeah. I think I think that's a very positive thing that we get yeah. from being South Asian American here mm-hmm. is that all those like cultural acceptance. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to kind of ask Pooja about her internship at W Partnership. I know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to really come at all, like switch up topics, but because because when I went to W Partnership for the first time, mm-hmm. I was surprised to see how different and diverse their employees are, and they also have a lot of people from different walks of life. That's interesting that you bring that up because that is one of the reasons why I wanted to intern there. I looked at their website and I saw their employees, and I was like, "This is so comforting!" Like seeing right. diversity. The names. Yeah, seeing the, the, the names. names and the faces, and it, it's just so much more comforting to me knowing that it's like it's a workplace that is diverse, and there's so many cultures there. I don't know, it's just like the only word that comes to my mind is comforting. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I, I also had an internship with a solo architect mm-hmm. named Kafil Jamil, and he has this tiny little office off of Katie, and I interned with him over the summer because my dad knew him. And he's like, yeah, my son's doing architecture. He's like, hey, you know, I could use a hand with some AutoCAD stuff. And so I worked with him for a little bit over the summer. And it was nice to see that he takes passion in working with other brown people. He worked with the president of ISGH at the time on, you know, one of his investment projects. And because that that brown connection he was able to get a job at that doing design work for him. Yeah. And he's also designed the Parallel Islamic Center, and he has a hand in designing the new Bear Creek Islamic Center. So as a personal dream of mine, I would love to, you know, design a mosque just because I'm a Muslim, you know, and I like being Muslim, and I would be honored to be a part of designing a mosque, you know, a place of worship that I go to every day and say that, hey, I got to design one. Oh, that's got to be super cool. Um, and then I was wondering, I don't know much about Sarah's internship. Oh, yes. I am a graphic designer intern at Walter P. Moore. Um, it's pretty virtual, so it's not like I interact with that many people. Um, so I just do like animations and edit pictures and stuff. I'm in the marketing department, so it's like not that many people. It's just like six people in the whole department, and I'm probably the only brown person in the department. Well, hopefully you get to explore more of the design portion, because I wonder how many people are in the design portion of that no clue no clue yeah like the departments don't like mix yeah especially since they're virtual it's probably in the office you probably see and that's interesting that you know that's a big corporation kind of architecture firm right yeah whereas Pooja's was smaller a little bit smaller it's a it's a mid-sized firm there's like 50 people working there and then i worked with just a solo yeah it was just him and like another friend he had hired that was it Mm So there are, it's yeah. nice to see that there's different levels. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting to see, like, to get that representation in architecture of, of brown people, of South Asians, and just Asian Americans in general. But, like, when, it, like, in my year, I'm fourth year architecture. I want to say there's only, like, six brown people in, in my studio? year. Six, seven, in my year. In your year. Yeah. Oh. How many do we have? I feel like you're the only one I know in my year. <laughs> Really? No, no, no. I don't. Talking? I told you, I'm not social. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, everyone's no, no, gonna no. know all the brown people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We have a few brown people, and like, I kind of want to like middle loop in Middle Eastern people too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to leave them out, but we yeah. have a few of those guys, like more than like six. 
mm -hmm. I'm sure. And then especially when we were second years before the ID split, there was also a lot of brown people. And then at mm -hmm. Welcome Day, I saw a lot of brown people in the mm -hmm. new in the new class. Yeah. Um, some of them were in hijab. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, hey, there's some hijabis, there's some brown people. So it was cool to see that they're still coming in and they're not nice. shying away from architecture. Yeah. And the architecture is getting just more and more diverse. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, That's really awesome. Yeah. I guess like stereotypically, but also statistically, true. <laughs> brown yeah. people do go to that STEM track of like engineering right. and doctor. And that's what mm -hmm. I was going to do. I was going to be, yeah. even my parents were like, engineer, doctor, pick one. I picked engineer. And lo and behold, I did not like engineering as yeah. much as I like architecture. Engineering is so cool, but architecture is way more up my alley. Mm -hmm. You said you were really proud of being Muslim. Was that always a no, thing? That's a very good point you bring up because um, Muslim people. Uh, it depends what you know, what you know as a listener about Islam, right? What I'm going to tell you is that it's a religion of peace, you know, and that's coming from me, a person who's a Muslim. But you could say I'm wrong. You could have your opinion and say, no, I think <laughs> Islam is a religion of hate. And I'm telling you, no, that's not what I believe. Um, but uh, one thing that I I'm proud to be a Muslim now, but there were times when uh, I wasn't. And it really affected my life a big time. Of course, I got to bring up, I was born in 1999. And literally one year later, this thing happens that I don't remember because I'm a kid. But then I obviously find out later on in school. And the worst part was when, when they actually got Osama bin Laden in middle school. Obama was president, the first black president. People came up to me at school and they're like, hey, congrats, bro. They got, like, they got your uncle. I'm like, what do you mean? You know, he's like, I'm sorry, your grandfather died. I'm like, what did my grandfather who? What are you saying? And it took me the whole day to realize, you know, and it didn't actually, because I came on the news and I went to school with an American flag, you know, poking out of my backpack. My parents were, we were rejoicing. They're like, man, they finally got him. Like, this is a great thing for brown people. And, and it turned out to just be a really great time for people to be racist and stereotypical to me. And I was like, man, this sucks. Like, why are people doing this to me as a, as a middle schooler? I was like, this is just so confusing. It made no sense. And it was like either I get upset about it and like go home and cry or, you know, laugh with them and like say, you know what, you can't control me with your racism or your stereotypicalism. And that's where the name kind of came up, Two Towers. Say that, hey, I am not going to let you hold this over me and say that brown people are terrorists, like every Muslim's a terrorist. Like that's so messed up and not right. I think the world's maybe getting better about it, but I don't know. I guess on the topic of microaggressions, it counts as a microaggression, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, kind of. okay. Yeah. Um, maybe not as intense <laughs> as what you went through for that, but like ever since I was little, people would always, especially like teachers, would always confuse me and like my other brown girlfriends just anyone else that's brown in the class. Mm -hmm. And they would always like call me by their name and vice versa. And like that happened all the time, every year, like every class. And it still happens. Like it just, it still happened with a college professor. And it's just like so weird. It's like, I look so different from my friend. We have such different features. She has straight hair, I have curly hair. like. And then this professor is still like 
continuously would call each other by each other's names. And it's like, at this point, like, at this point in the world, how are we still doing this, you know? Mm -hmm. And it just feels so, like, we're so different, but this person is seeing us as the same person, and that just feels really odd. And I don't remember how I felt when I was little about this. I think I just thought maybe it was funny, or sometimes I would just think it was weird. Like, me and my friends would sometimes just go with it, and we're like, it's fine. Like, Mm -hmm. people would also be like, hey, are you guys sisters or cousins? And we're like, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, me and my brown friends are like, yeah, we're brothers. Yeah. We're not brothers. We were were neighbors. Not related at all. We were neighbors. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, y'all are totally bros. It's like, just because you're brown. Yeah. We, like, shared the last name, very common last name, Ahmed. My brother, so once he started growing his beard out, and then he was traveling, you know, because he Mm. lives somewhere else, always traveling. I mean, they started, like, what is it called? Um, Customs. Yeah, they like pull you aside. They stop you. you. What is that called? Yeah, when they like randomly. Yeah, random search. Yeah, random Random check. So yeah, they be like, you know, they'll let everybody else through, Mm -hmm. but they see that you're a brown person. Mm -hmm. You yeah, you go through the metal detector and nothing happens. They're like, sir, this is just a random check. Yeah, you get randomly checked like all the time, and I was like, no, not my brother. Leave him alone. Yeah. So yeah. That still happens to my family. Like every time I go, like I'll still be traveling. They're, they put at least one of us on the side and like check our bags and tell mix open yeah. it and it'll be like yeah. a whole scene. And the only thing they'll ever find from brown people is they're just bringing spices. It, it's just it's just like you, they're sweets and they're like, sweets. And yeah, spices. it's like, they're like yeah, oh, I need like all this saffron. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. And the customs like they take it. They're like no. <laughs> oh my god. I know brown mm-hmm. names sometimes, you know, are kind of hard for people to say. Yeah. And Imran turns into Imran, or worst case, <laughs> Iran. Okay. Iran is the name of a country. So Imran is not a country, people. Imran is not a country. And, um, you He's know, just a man. It sucks when you get a certificate one day saying, like, congrats, and they literally spell your name Iran. Oh, my, oh God. my God. That really sucked. No. Um, but I was wondering, does that happen to Sarah or Pooja? You know, I know Sarah has some different pronunciations a lot of the time. Sarah. I mean, yeah, uh, I'm not. Some people are like, they're, I've met people who are like, this is how you say my name is Sarah. Some people be like, my name is Sarah. And I'm just like, I don't really care. Like, I'm not <laughs> specific. I feel like at home, I'm Sarah. And then at school, I'm Sarah. I but literally had no idea you were Sarah. I'm Sarah. Okay. But, but I, I respond to both. Like, I won't be like, no, that's not my name. So what do you call yourself in your head? Sarah. Okay. Yeah. Then I'll call you right. Sarah. And, and what about the last name? <laughs> Rupani? Are we saying it correct? Yeah, Rupani. Okay. Yeah, but I'll have like weird pronunciations with I my actually, last name. I think it's Rupani. For that. And then Pooja the Desai. Are we saying it correctly? Yeah, it's, well, it's, I say with the accent, it's Pooja Desai. Desai. <laughs> right, right. And then like, uh, um, like mostly Arab people, like my name is, you know, used in the Quran and it's originally Arabic. So they'll be like, Amran, that's how you say it correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, so fancy. With the, the Arabic letter, Ain, <laughs> Amran. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. you would think that Pooja is like an easy name. Right, right. And then people have so many different. <laughs> yeah, no, they have a lot of different um, pronunciations for my name. 
but I'm not going to say them because I don't want anyone getting any ideas. Please just say puja. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And then, like, like you guys were talking about in school, I feel like for my elementary school, it wasn't very diverse. So I didn't have any, like, brown friends. So I was just like, but then I feel like in uh, middle school, I had a lot of brown friends. But in elementary, I feel like I got bullied for being brown. So I was bullied a lot in middle school and elementary school for being brown, even though there were so many brown kids in middle school. So it was just an interesting experience. Yeah. So then in high school, I moved away from Sugarland, <laughs> away from the brownness. And I was like probably the one or like there's like five brown kids in my whole high school. And I feel like after being bullied for being brown, I was just like moving away. I feel like a little bit from my culture because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be bullied. Why am I gonna, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And so. so speaking of like brown communities, once we got around to high school, mm-hmm. there was this thing, you know, clubs and stuff. Did y'all have any like cultural clubs? We had the MSA. Yeah, the, I had the MSA at my school. The Muslim Student Association, yeah. also dubbed the Matrimonial Student Association. Oh my what the? Because <laughs> sometimes people thought that th- that joining that they're like, oh, I'm gonna frown a brown, a brown mm, girlfriend, yep. boyfriend, mm. which wasn't the objective, but it ended up being kind of a joke. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know. I never joined because I was trying to not associate with my brown self. Right. And I could say the same thing for me I, at UT, because I went to UT for two years, was very heavily involved in the MSA. Mm-hmm. But then once I came back to UH, I was like, man, I really don't want to be in the exactly. UH. Not, not I love UH MSA. They are awesome. I try to go there on Fridays because they have a, a Jummah prayer, like a mm-hmm. congregation, which is very helpful. Yeah. But I hate to say that I'm not as involved as I am in the UH MSA. Because, I don't know, I feel like I'd be the only guy from architecture there, maybe. Or I don't know, because I don't go that often. But I found so many good friends in the College of Architecture that I really just like vibing here. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that to say that like I'm losing touch with my culture? Nah, but um, the MSA is mm-hmm. always there, and mm-hmm. I'm glad it exists. I think mm-hmm. it's a good thing that it exists, that mm-hmm. if you don't have a place, there's a place for you to go mm-hmm. to start. I don't know if it's like just me, but I've had the split between... like school friends that are like not brown and probably the only brown person and then i have like my brown friends that i go to the mosque with and like hang out over there so it's like a double life you know just being a spy on the low very big double life i used to have two birthday parties or something like i'd have like (laughs) my school slash american friends which were all american but there was something about saying like yeah my school and american friends and then my brown and mosque friends you Mm -hmm. know and literally those things were the same thing but yet there was just this reason to split them up for some reason i mean there's just like a distinct relationship between the two you know like your brown friends will understand you on a different level of culture and what you might be going through with your family or just anything like that that's something that maybe your american non-brown friends might not understand Mm-hmm. So I think that's just a different relationship with your brown friends. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you see someone that's, well, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but if I see someone that's brown, I'm, like, immediately, like, oh, my God, I just want to be their friend. I just want to talk to them. I, I, I don't always do that. Interesting. Right. Um, Not always, because sometimes brown people, to me, like, 
then I'll be like, oh, it's another brown person sometimes. Yeah. You know, I'll be like, oh, I don't that, know. I, that's how I feel like I am. I'm yeah. like, I try to not associate. Right. <laughs> and then we are brown. Yeah, like, yeah. we are brown. And it's like, not to say, like, oh, I, I don't like them. But it's just like, you know, I feel like I have so many brown friends maybe already. Or, like, mm-hmm. I want to make more non-brown friends. Right. Mm-hmm. I think hmm, interesting. Um, that kind of is how I used to feel mm-hmm. about seeing other. Right. Okay, so th- there were phases because phases. I, I like went that. to <laughs> I, exactly because I feel like we're switching up. Right? Yeah, no, One day for you sure. Feel this, maybe the next week mm-hmm. you feel that. Right, because in like middle school, I went to middle school with a lot of brown people. So then I was like, please get me away from brown people. And then I went to a high school that was public school, and it was there were not that many brown people and I was like I just want to go to college and you know mm-hmm. make my brown community again and then I came here and I kind of did that and I was like never mind <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm here in a phase of life where I don't know like I, I think I kind of saw brown people as toxic because mm-hmm. some some are mm-hmm. which can be like a and that's true I there's the good bad and ugly in everybody <laughs> yeah everybody yeah but I think I kind of I don't know how to describe this. It's just like a type of brown person. Yeah, you have your, like, <laughs> yeah. your Karen of the brown. <laughs> yeah, you and, know. And I, I may may have applied that to, like, a, like all brown people. And so I was like, I just can't. I can't mm-hmm. be in that community. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, no, not everyone is like that, Pooja. Just, like, I don't know. I think I'm just more open-minded to everyone at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I'd say we all grew up. We kind of, yeah. like, you mature yeah. by the time you get through middle school, high school, college, and eventually the professional life, you know, mm-hmm. the workforce mm-hmm. where you have to be professional and say, hey, this is my coworker, and no matter what they are, mm-hmm. I have to cooperate with them. I got to work <laughs> with them. Mm-hmm. And it's nice if they're brown and they come from the same background and they understand, or if they're maybe white, black, or whatever else, mm-hmm. but they're educated. One thing I really appreciate is... Uh, Muslims have to pray five times a day. Mm-hmm. And when I go up to my teacher and say, hey, I need to take a break or something and pray, or I need to take a break and break my fast, that they understand, oh, hey, that's okay. You can go and break your fast. You can take a break during the test to pray. And then some people are like, what? What are you doing? Like, that's not allowed. That's messed up. And at UT, we actually had an open house at the local mosque and where they invite everybody from around the you know, community to come. And I specifically went to all my teachers and hand delivered them the invite. And I was so happy to see my engineering teacher and my architecture teacher come to the mosque. They had never been there. They had been teaching at UT for years, decades. And they always knew, hey, I know there's that little yellow mosque called Nuasis on Nuasis Street. And they went there for the first time and they were awestruck, man. They were really like, dang, this is they're like, Imran invited you, yeah, Imran invited me, and they got to sit there and learn about Islam, and I saw them asking questions, man, like, my civil engineering teacher was asking questions about, hey, if a student needs water during a test, and they're about to pass out, can I give them water, because sometimes it gets really hot in Texas, and fasting is hard, and that teacher expressed concern, because she's had girls who wear the hijab, and wear a lot of loose baggy clothing and they get super hot and pass out sometimes from fasting and she doesn't know what to do that hey i might need to remove the hijab to relieve them of heat exhaustion and i want to give them water but i don't want to break their fast and just hearing her ask these questions and be so genuinely concerned at that noasis open house i wish more people were like that that they cared they're like hey i have my 
whatever my beliefs are, but I care about my students and my community, and I want to know that if they're ever in trouble, I know how to address them and how to help them. I find that really important. And hey, maybe the UHMSA needs to have an open house or something at mm-hmm. the Bruce Religion Center. That'd be cool. And I think that's that's more like cultural appreciation. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then here there's also uh, cultural appropriation. Right. Two very close. Two very close, but so different, so different. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's just weird seeing people put up like ohm posters or whatever it is they're doing with like hinduism you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. right hinduism like is seen as like this meditation thing yeah is like, it bad ooh, like yoga. do i say they, they whitewashed it they whitewashed they did they did hinduism? here like, it, it i mean yeah there's people here that take cultures right and they don't know what it means and especially thing, you know, asian cultures and they'll just whitewash them yeah getting a tattoo of something in like arabic or something Chinese yeah or arabic like, and oh it's gosh, like what is does is it so mean cool. yeah yeah and then you have some like google search of what it means oh my god <laughs> on, like, yeah yeah and i think i think it's interesting because i see cultural appropriation for what it is but my parents don't see that mm. they see it as oh my god someone's like they see our culture and they're you know they're yeah, using it and they're like, they're like excited about yeah. it yeah and i'm like no that's not the vibes that's <laughs> not what they're doing yeah so i don't know i think there's just my understanding of being asian american mm-hmm. here is so much different from my parents mm-hmm. like i actually acknowledge a lot more that i am asian american mm-hmm. rather than just indian american and my parents i i don't think that they identify with their asian american identity as much as i do because they were born and raised in India. And so in Asia, they are Indian. They're not just Asian. Here, you come here, there's so many different kinds yeah. of people. And it's kind of easy to just be like Asian American. So I think that's just interesting. How do you guys feel about that with your parents? Man, they are... My mom, she... She came here when she was like 12 or something. So she was raised in India for a little bit and then came to America and was very Americanized. And she's always the one to go to like the parent-teacher meetings. She's always the one to be at those type of school events, you know, whereas my dad was, he came here when he was way older, like after he pretty much married my mom. And so he didn't get to grow up in America much as where my mom did and so you can kind of see how she's more Americanized westernized but they they I don't know man dude it's hard to say like my dad looks like a white guy pretty much you know (laughs) and my we're not super brown but we we are brown yeah yes yeah and I, I think the biggest thing for me is just that there's a really thin line between appropriation and appreciation that mm-hmm. line is thin my parents are just very brown so like they <laughs> my mom barely speaks english my dad does because he works and stuff but i feel like for me it's been like my sister's basically basically been my mom so like she's gotten me like through the, the school yeah stuff, she went yeah. to my parent teacher meetings right that's she wild. was my sister <laughs> yeah my sister went to them and so i don't know i just feel like it was I feel like for easier to adjust being like brown and American because of my sister and having that support because she like went through it already because she was she came here when she was seven, so I don't know but like I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, no, I that that makes sense. Like yeah. I think we all grew up in kind of different environments of how we learn to 
be here, mm-hmm. how to be um, South Asian and also American. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting to see. Yeah. Because I think my parents are pretty brown, pretty brown. <laughs> um, but so they were born and raised there, right? But I was born and raised here, and so was mm-hmm. my brother. So I think there's there's kind of like a disconnect of mm-hmm. where we don't super understand yeah. each other. I feel that. And I guess we acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. There's not really much that you can do. I listen to rap music, and my parents are like, if I played that in the radio, you know, <laughs> and this is different. Whenever I drive somewhere, the radio's blasting. Yeah. They're in the car, no music. Yeah. Really? Okay. Interesting. No music, Interesting. No oh. And, I don't know. Um, I told you my dad liked Willie Nelson, but dude, that was <laughs> decades ago. <laughs> decades ago. Not anymore. And like yeah. my mom liked what Avicii, I think. And then. Oh <laughs> <my> <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, but like now it's not. That's the thing. Now they listen to Nasheed. They listen to Muslim, you know, speakers and stuff oh, like that. So okay. that's more their vibe. And to yeah. say that I matured, I think they matured too mm-hmm. as they got older. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Wait, I think that's interesting because, like, I think like when my parents first came here, which I wasn't around to see that, but <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure like they watched stuff like Friends and yeah, like, my mom watched Friends. They love Friends and yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah, my that mom was their idea. Uh, like these are Americans, right? Yeah, that's what we should be. Yeah, like. like they first came here, there was like. These are good shows. Let's watch these. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They don't watch American shows anymore. They watch, right. they're like so brown now. Like <laughs> as they got older and they were here longer, they were like, we have to preserve our right. culture. Yeah. Maybe they're longing for it, right? They're yeah, like, no, they I are. I, they they do home. miss it. They yeah. do miss being home. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, I don't know, like it's kind of like they're staying here for our, for us, for the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's an interesting feeling to feel. (laughs) So, like, would your parents want to go back? Yeah. Yeah. I think my dad misses. The last time they went to Pakistan or India was, like, what, 94, dude, before I was No, really? So it's been a really long time since they've been back. And I can tell that they kind of miss it because we still have family over there. Um, A lot of the family migrated over here, but there's some people who are too old that there's no way they're going to get on a plane and, like, pick up their life. Yeah. And so it's really sad seeing them that they'll call them almost every week, you know, on the Mm. WhatsApp phone, the special phone. WhatsApp. WhatsApp. WhatsApp gang. That's where the the group chats are, the family group chats. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, and that it's, they call them almost every week, every Mm -hmm. week. And it's like, man, we wish we could go. Wish we could go. But times are tough. And... It's not in the plans for now. Yeah. I feel like no. it's the opposite for my family. Like, my parents love being here. <laughs> They're like, we don't want to go back home. My mom's like, I don't want to go back. Like, it's weird. Like, in the beginning when they first came here, they were, my sister and my mom were like, we want to go back. Like, we don't like it here. But now when my dad asked, like, my mom and my sister, he's like, you want to go back? And they are like, no. Like, we love it here or whatever. But I don't know. It's interesting. Used, I used to think, like, Pakistan and India were, like, less developed than america i feel like i was grown up in that maybe because of mm-hmm. the, the news that the western media has fed me they're mm-hmm. like these sure. people are backwards you know yeah. america is the police of the world and i was like no that's not true now i follow architects that work in india and i see the yeah. architecture they do it's more modern than some stuff in america yeah, yeah. no that's definitely what i grew up with as well like i <laughs> like subconsciously I didn't realize that I was seeing America as better than India or South mm-hmm. Asia, but now I'm like, wait, no, like that's not it right. at all. It's the portrayal that what yeah. you see in the yeah. media yeah. that they show. And I think there's really a funny thing that whenever they show pictures of like South America or Mexico, 
there seems to be this tint, this like very yeah, like yellowish tint. Yeah, yeah, the old style. But in reality, they have the same blue skies. Like, <laughs> yeah, <what>? Same blue skies. <laughs> no, there's there's a lot to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's another reason. Like when I was a kid, I'd be like, no, I don't want to go because like in the movies they'd show it like really movies. bad. Yeah, <laughs> like ev- like it's yeah. You got Slumdog Millionaire, you know. And yeah. It's like, what? And then, <laughs> and then the brown representation in American shows. We have Raj on the Big Bang Theory. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then one that really struck me as odd was Priyanka Chopra in In Quantico. Quantico. Yeah. Her name is Alex. Yeah, exactly. What? 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 (laughs) Went from her real name being Priyanka Chopra and then to Alex in Quantico. I mean, I I think it's even worse just because she is literally a Bollywood actress. She was born and raised in India. And then she comes to America and she does an American show. And she's Alex. So it's just talking about like how you would present yourself to somebody. Like, would you say in that? The workforce, sh- yeah, right? or like just in general. I feel in like ge- no, but like I, in because the yeah, because look, look, we live in Texas, right? And a lot of people speak Spanish here. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really valuable to say that, hey, I'm either of Hispanic or Latino origin, or I just know Spanish. And people are looking for that in Texas because a lot of people, it's like the most second spoke language. Yeah. And so if I were to go to a firm and say, hey, I can speak Urdu or I understand like brown Desi culture, that would be nice because what if they work with someone who's brown? Mm-hmm. What if we want to build a mosque or anything like that? Or if they're an international firm and they want to do stuff, in South Asia, then I'd be their guy. Mm-hmm. So I think I agree with that, that I would want to put that, yeah, I'm, that's my culture that I can speak yeah. or do. Yeah. So I've never put Gujarati on like a resume or anything. Just because oh, I, 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 I do, mean, I do. It's, I it's not that do. common. I just don't think it's going to be like, a no, big but deal. I think you're, I mean, I, I feel like the worst it's going to do, like, it's not I mean, I guess harm. it doesn't right. hurt to put Unless it someone discriminates against you for that. Being well, then I don't want to work there. Oh, no, exactly, exactly. But <laughs> that's true. that's another thing. Being like, hey, if they're not going to accept me into their culture, yeah. into their community, then I don't want to work there. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. yeah, yeah. No. I don't know. I feel like for me, I I feel like I would put that I do speak another language, but I don't know if I would identify like be first sentence be like, oh, I'm an Asian American. You know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I right. feel like that's just me, but I don't know because like that's another thing. Like, do you identify with Asian or would you put Indian or Pakistani? Ooh. I hate how on the tests, you have like to you have to put Asian, Asian. Yeah. right? Because they're yeah. like either white, Hispanic, and I'm like, why do Hispanic people get like a thing? Why can't like you know nothing against that, but why can't why is it not say Indian yeah. or South Asian? Yeah. It just says Asian. Uh, yeah. yeah, like when I was little, I feel like I didn't know what I was supposed to put on the test because you have on the to, tax test. Yeah, you have to yeah. fill something in, mm-hmm. and so and like, I didn't know, and, yeah. I, and I forget, and then I would ask my parents, like, what were you supposed to put? And they're like, oh, just Asian or something. Like, I think yeah. that's kind of like the first time of my life like that's in third the point. grade yeah the, the tax that I, test i was like wait <laughs> what am i asian you're like what am i because i mean s- till then i was like i'm indian and then i had yeah. to fill that in. i was like oh wait i'm there's asian. no indian option there is <laughs> yeah, no indian no, option it's not. just like white asian hispanic or like yeah native american no but i think like i wouldn't just say i'm asian american because i think the people if when they think asian american they, they visualize someone like from east asia yeah, yeah. exactly so i have to say south asian yeah so i have south to say asian south asian mm-hmm. yeah i feel like i would just put indian at that point i and would then, yeah. put indian but yeah. then i'm pakistani so you can put pakistani so you, then on yeah, it yeah, yeah. Pakistani. but then i feel like people think more of indian 
like they just really i think yeah they just think like the term indian more often they're like oh they're brown indian yeah. they see like pakistani yeah come in there I think or neither does bangladesh yeah. bangladeshi same oh, thing oh no, mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot yeah yeah. yeah for sure so yeah. that's just but that's like really nitty-gritty details yeah yeah but i think they matter in the end mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i feel like when i was younger i was mm, i don't know i feel like i wouldn't want to say i'm indian though i don't know i was yeah. just very i feel like when i was younger i was ashamed of being indian mm-hmm. like you know when you go to middle school like i remember in middle school we would have like uh my mm, i don't know if my like i had indian brown friends and they would bring like brown food to middle school and i'd be like oh, i don't what know are you doing? It's <laughs> exactly your lunch smells so bad yeah but then yeah good. everybody'd be like your lunch smells so bad like what is that gross it's stuff like, goopy curry thing yeah <laughs> or like i had one of my friends brought we would bring samosas, samosas to, oh, to yeah. and my love. white friends love samosas by the way <laughs> i bring the samosa and they'd be like oh let me try the samosa you know mm-hmm. then i just feel like when i was younger it was looked down upon so much yeah. like bullied mm-hmm. hardcore and then like as i got older like now in college my best friend is not brown i feel like you would expect a brown friend to have a brown best friend but right. i don't and, and what's and like, interesting is exactly hindu, hindu people are vegan right they're vegetarian oh, <laughs> imran really needs to learn the difference between vegan and vegetarian my bad i am vegetarian but a majority of hindus are not vegetarian oh, interesting so that's more like a cultural thing mm-hmm. in gujarat they're like most people are vegetarian oh i was that's another thing is like there's a big like it like intertwines between religion and culture yes yes. so it's like what do you at that point what do you do when i was younger it was like i don't know being scared of saying like oh my gosh i'm indian but like you can see it on my face but you know what i mean but like now i'm just like i feel like i'm coming to terms and i feel like now i feel like people think i'm cool that i'm indian because they're like i know two languages and like (laughs) super cool food and like i've been introducing amber to like my mom makes a whole bunch of like indian food and i'll bring it and we'll eat that i love you mama rupani (laughs) sponsored (laughs) but um and then me and i've been getting amber into like the bollywood music we watch like uh we watch like bollywood music videos (laughs) at night (laughs) just like it for fun they're hype aren't they <laughs> but it's so f- like i feel like now i'm actually coming to terms that i am indian i feel like it took me so long to like i don't know be proud of who i am i don't know if that makes sense I'm glad you're there <laughs> slowly yeah that's, that's awesome but yeah i don't know i don't know about how you guys feel yeah you're like we were always proud <laughs> yeah, yeah. honestly i think sometimes i see it as a flex of like mm-hmm. i'm special yeah um, sometimes that's the case mm-hmm. where I just feel cool where I'm like mm-hmm. I'm different and you guys aren't like me <laughs> um, but then sometimes there's the case of it's like I feel kind of uncomfortable mm-hmm. where it's like I am different and yeah. you guys probably don't get me no. you don't understand me mm-hmm. and you might be judging me mm-hmm. because I'm brown mm-hmm. so I don't know it just uh, depends on the situation and the environment uh, yeah I don't know I feel like since as a kid, I've been bullied so much about being brown that like it took me yeah. longer than I feel like it should have. Yeah. And I wish we had more 
Southern Asian professors. Yeah, they had that Isma- uh, Islamic class like last year. Oh, Islamic architecture. They yeah. did. Yes, there I was thought- a class, but it was called Islamic architecture. Yeah. yeah, I'm totally into that too. Oh, okay then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but what, it was for upperclassmen, so I couldn't take it. So I didn't even know that was being offered. It was like it was like two I totally years ago. Would have taken it. Or it was like when I was yeah, they had it. And then, so sad. which well, Islamic architecture is really cool. Mm-hmm. I love Islamic architecture. Me too. I, I the Blue Mosque in Turkey, very beautiful. Hagia mm-hmm. Sophia, mm-hmm. Um, places I really want to visit, yeah. and um, the Dome of the Rock. I think that's mm-hmm. top of the list for me. Is Dome of the Rock, and like Mecca in general. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, this is weird to talk about, but the co-ad just hired a South Asian professor, mm-hmm. Deepa Ramaswamy. Shout out. <laughs> um that's why i don't know if it's weird because just give me so like when i heard that i was like super excited i was like oh my god it's a i i think indian professor mm-hmm. and that that just feels so good to like feel represented especially in like the place that i'm learning and i'm being taught about what i want to do for the rest of my life and so i when i enrolled for classes next semester i enrolled for her class mm-hmm. uh three urbanisms and I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm glad that we slowly are starting to um, get representation. Like like you said, seeing all those kids at Welcome Day and like stuff like that. I think it's, yeah, mm-hmm. so like it's nice to know that like ev- hopefully eventually like we'll have more of a diverse, I don't know, yeah, faculty. I think for me, one thing I really miss, really miss about UT was there was a prayer on campus chat and we would all meet up there were two places to pray, the PCL library and the, uh, the union. And cause they, we fought, the MSA fought for more than a decade to get a reflection space where anybody of any faith could take a break and pray or meditate. And so the Brown kids would put in the chat, prayer on campus chat, hey, we're gonna pray Maghrib or the evening prayer mm-hmm. come through. And it was just the most, it was really fun to go back and see, man. I miss those guys so much, going to that reflection space and seeing them. And then here, it's always me alone. I just pray on my own Mm -hmm. and go back to work. And it's like, man, that, studying at the library and seeing all my friends really was really nice. And I know at the MD Anderson Library, I'm pretty sure there's a pretty good group of brown people, but I guess I'm just too out of touch with it. They live there. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's always that brown floor. I agree. There's like yeah, a third floor. Third floor filled with other brown people. But I mean, I'm stuck in the architecture building, which is nothing bad. But like we were saying, it'd be nice if more brown people came through the architecture. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I was able to make more friends and like say, hey, do you want to pray together? <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. I think the field is, I don't think there's that many South Asian people mm. in architecture. But we're here. And we're changing it. Right. Right. We're we're starting something. We're the trio. (laughs) (laughs) But this was a tough week, man. I feel that. It was a tough week. This had to be, but it's on the recording. It was a tough week. It was a tough week. And yeah. I think, like, keeping the podcast up is sometimes tough. Like, it's it's hard. And, like, we're in other things, too. Stuco and... There's a reason I joined these things, you know? Because I want to say that, yeah, I'm a brown guy, and I'm not just, like, 
coast, you know, was it coasting through school? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be involved. I'm gonna make sure that I have a voice yeah. at the mm-hmm. table because yeah. if I don't do it, who will? Mm-hmm. So. For all the future brown kids. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for real. To set a pathway for them so that it's easier for them. Yeah. And my parents did the first step. They made the biggest change to pick up everything, mm-hmm. come to America, and start anew with whatever was on their backs. Mm-hmm. Um, Agree. Yeah. I my job is way easier. Still hard, but way easier than that. I really respect what my parents did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they had a heavy burden. They did. Yeah. And but we still do too. We that's why we're we, here. That's yeah. why we made this podcast. That's why we're in Stuco. We're in all these clubs to show that hey, that mm-hmm. we're not gonna go silently, bro. We're gonna be loud and proud. Brown power. <laughs> yeah. And Brown we're gonna power. bring all our friends. Brown town. With Woo-hoo! us too. The son at Brown Town in architecture. if you would like to join our official organization brown town please (laughs) please reach out to the one of the three of us and right you'll be in we'll we'll let you know we'll let you know at this point i feel like with my identity i feel like i'm at a a decent place where i'm like proud of who i am and i'm able to say like hey i'm indian and i have brown friends i also have non-brown friends and i feel like i'm at a i'm just flowing with the going with the flow and chilling and yeah i just i'm down to make more brown friends but you know i already have great ones <laughs> i think uh, i think i've learned a lot and i've grown a lot and i have such a different view of my identities from when i was a kid mm-hmm. and uh, i'm excited i'm excited to be indian american asian american all those things and uh I don't know. I'm understanding a lot more about everything, and it's all actually pretty complicated and kind of intense sometimes. But I think it's all really rich. I I love who I am. Man. Like it's part of me, and it's always going to be a part of me. And I'm going to take it into my social life, my work life, and I think it's important to embrace it because I'd rather be different and unique than just you know part of the conveyor belt of people. You know. I think it's important to embrace who you are and say that, yeah, I'm different, but I'm also alike with a lot of other people who are different, mm-hmm. and we're different together. Oh. oh. So. We're proud of ourselves. Yeah. We love we being brown. Yeah. Yeah. So th- thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Check out the Instagram and follow us on Spotify. And yeah. don't forget to listen to the first episode of our Asian right. American little mini-series. Bye. See you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sorry I'm in Studio. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sorry I'm in Studio and on your preferred streaming platform for updates on weekly episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.